0: Taking the pulse of the city, the capital letter on Newstalk ZB. Welcome back. I've got Georgina Campbell, the special issues writer from the Herald and News Newstalk ZB in the studio. Yay, let's party. Good
1: morning. Nick. How are you? I'm
0: great, thanks. I forgot to turn your mic on after saying I'll take control of your mic. It is so it.
1: nice to be in here with you, though. It's it, been great to see everyone this morning. It
0: has been great to have you all back. Okay, let's start at the top. What does the $3 billion from NZTA mean for Wellington?
1: Yeah, so this is something that was announced yesterday and it's Wellington's share of a $24.3 billion investment in transport across the country. Um, A lot of this is actually going towards projects that we already know about, like Let's Get Wellington Moving um, and that walking and cycling link between Wellington and the Hutt Valley. Um, There's quite a bit of money, though, going towards improving resilience. Obviously, we live on a fault line, so that affects... Um, transport roads. Uh, so some of those projects include strengthening State Highway One and State Highway Two, um, replacing two rail bridges north of Waikanae, and investing four hundred and ninety million dollars on maintaining local roads and state highways, so that people and goods can easily move in and out of the capital.
0: Right. Well, that's that's a good thing, isn't it?
1: It is a good thing. And and look, um, you know that that's. We're talking billions of dollars, so, yeah, it's, so um, it's, it's a yeah. significant amount of money.
0: And it's money in our city and doing things to make our city better. So let's hopefully hope that it won't be another, I was going to use a, a swear word, but starting with uh, with finishing with up, um, <laughs> like everything else that seems to happen here at the moment. We're not getting anything done on time or, or speedy enough as far as I'm concerned. The long tunnel now, this is the tunnel that for listeners that have, have not heard uh, about it or know much about it. This is a tunnel that was supposed. To, supposedly... it's a dr- I call it the dream tunnel, right? So it was supposed to start at the beginning of where the Terrace Tunnel is mm-hmm. and finish in Kilburnie, act as a second tunnel, go under the ground all the way, give us thousands and thousands of more square metres of commercial space, thousands and thousands of more houses in Wellington. Fabulous idea, but the price tag was just too much.
1: Yes, and I know that you are a fan of this tunnel, Nick. I am. Um, <laughs> this sort of how this came about was quite interesting because we've never heard of a long tunnel it wasn't part of the recommended um, proge- um, programme of investment for Let's Get Wellington moving it wasn't part of the package that the government endorsed and then all of a sudden in these documents that were released under the OIA earlier this year there was this mention of a long tunnel but only in the contents pages of the document so we, we didn't really know anything about it um, so yeah the, the tunnel basically would Bypass the entire city. It's sort of like a mega tunnel going underneath the whole city.
0: How fabulous an idea! I mean, I'm it's me talking, not you, but I just think it's a fabulous idea, and it's something that won't benefit me. Probably won't even benefit you. Maybe as a very old lady, it might benefit you, but but for your children and my great grandchildren, it would be just amazing. And and and, and I don't know. Yeah, it's just it a-
1: would take a while. But um, but the the problem is is that it was too expensive yes. and so basically um yeah Darren Ponter who is the chairman of the let's get Wellington to move in governance reference group confirmed to me yesterday that they've considered it and they've rejected it and the public will not be consulted on it he said that the cost was just eye-watering and basically if they were going to do it that's the only thing that they could do and you know that means we wouldn't get all of the the public transport investment the the walking and cycling infrastructure and, and things like that.
0: But just imagine, uh, and I'm this is not a question, I'm just ranting, imagine how good it would be for everybody that had to get from one side of the town to the other side of the town and all that extra space that it would have put on top of the ground. I, I just think things like that, you shouldn't worry about the price tag. You should worry about the dream and then make the, you know, because eventually it would have been cheap. Okay, P- parking tickets, I know there's something that you're passionate about, the parking tickets, 800 on one day during Level Three. Now, we've already heard that Canterbury didn't issue tickets and uh, I don't know whether you knew this, but Canterbury didn't issue tickets and Hamilton didn't issue tickets. But good old Wellington, bring in show me the money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting to watch this play out. And, um, you know, I listened to your interview yesterday with Andy Foster, and he sort of suggested that that might have been a bit heavy handed (laughs) and that he was going to have a chat about whether some of these fines could have been waived. Um, the interesting thing for me, though, is that this exact sort of dilemma actually blew up last year as well after um, we were in lockdown. Oh, did and, it?
0: So this is not new for Wellington?
1: Uh, no, it's actually not new for Wellington. Um, and basically, then they were sort of making decisions, you know, councillors were making decisions um, in a new territory, if you like. And Andy Foster wanted free parking in Alert Level 3, but he was overruled by his councillors. Um, they said free parking was in a an expensive initiative because you don't get that revenue, um, and scrapping it would save millions of dollars. And so when they eventually um, did the first the first day of paid parking, guess what? The exact number of fines was about eight hundred. Um, eight hundred. So it's the same thing. I think people just have forgotten. Um, so I'll be interested what, to what did you that... make? Did you
0: hear what he said about it though? I, I can't remember the exact words but he m- more or less said that he was going to try and do something to to for them not to pay those fines. Or, uh, don't quote me on this but he definitely sounded like he he wasn't happy with it either, does not
1: he? Yes, I mean he did but the problem is is that he wasn't happy <laughs> about it last time either and it didn't matter because the majority of his councillors overruled oh, him. So.
0: So, so him trying to be the good guy is not going to help us at all?
1: I'm not convinced Convinced that um yeah Andy Foster will be able to make a difference on this one Nick but look I'll check in and see if any of the fines <laughs> have been sure. waived and I'll I'm, let you know
0: I'm sure you what are you working on right now have you got you got any I know I ask you this every time and you always look at me and say why are you asking me this stupid damn question but are you you're back today first day back are you, have you got something the bit between your teeth on anything
1: Yes, I'm working on a public transport story related to COVID. Um, I'll be able to tell you about it when it's published, but um, I catch the bus and I caught the bus, the number two bus, into work today and there was hardly anybody on it. Okay. Um,
0: And you've just shifted areas, haven't you? Haven't you just late recently? So how how was the bus service? Was it up to your standard?
1: It was on time, so that's something. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yep, the number two bus was on time from Miramar, um, but yeah it was really interesting they had um little stickers uh, on the back of the seats basically a green one saying yes you can sit here and a red one saying no don't sit here so it was all socially distanced um, there's no standing on buses but and I thought that might have been a bit of a nightmare everybody for people, masked up everyone was masked up but but not a lot of people were actually getting on so I think even though we're in you know level 2 now I think a lot of people are still at home today,
0: and I don't want to give away where you're living, but uh, it's normally a very busy bus bus line because I live uh, somewhere around the area. It's not a bus line that's normally quiet, so yeah, that surprised that uh, when you said that, I thought would have thought that that was a very would have been a very busy bus. That's telling us that not a lot of people are in town.
1: Exactly. I mean, and usually by the time that bus gets to hitai the you know it's driving past all these people waiting to get on it because it's full.
0: Full, right? And mm-hmm. it was not like that at all today.
1: No, it was very. That's kind of
0: scary a bit for the economy for me. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we'd get that sugar sugar fit and, uh, yeah, it would have been okay.
1: Yeah, well, the reporters, you know, in our newsroom who've been out and about today um, have, you know, reported back very similar insights that, you know, that there aren't a lot of people around town and, um, you know, those who are, I think, are sort of waiting in line for coffee and a few on their way to work. But it doesn't sort of feel like a... A
0: busy, busy Wednesday. Uh, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Georgina, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming in and giving us your expertise. Georgina Campbell is a special issues reporter for The Herald and she's back in our office. So we're very pleased about that. And Rosie's smiling because Rosie's got her comrades around her, not just some old grumpy front man of a show. So enjoy being back at the office.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Nick. I will.